Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports, joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Good morning, Thomas. How are you? I'm doing good, man. We're getting a ton of rain here. And, man, you mentioned Sidney Moncrief's name. That, that was the golden era of basketball uh, that I'm sure many fans look back on fondly. And I think Super Sid's just going to be all my, my all-time favorites. I don't know if anybody can plan him. No question. Uh, so we were just talking baseball. i got to go back and look. I can't remember. I've been so caught up in football and basketball. Is the full baseball slate out already? I guess it is, right? Um, I, yeah, I think so, but I don't remember who's who's the North Little Rock game. I'm sorry, guys. But, That's okay. I'll look it up. You know, they played it. Yeah, they played at Coffin Stadium a few years ago. They played K State, and they had a one-run game. And a, 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 there's something striking my memory that maybe the go-ahead run was like a, a wild pitch or just somebody a Razorback scoring from third base in a, in, you know an unlikely. You know, not, not common manner, and they won like seven to six. But hmm. uh, somebody out there knows the exact score. But that's what comes to my mind. Yeah, Hogs open baseball February 18th, so it won't be too terribly far away. That Omaha game was already on the slate March 2nd, and now that second one's been added. And Kaufman March 23rd. So that's cool. Yeah, that'll be good. And it actually is a midweek series between Kentucky and Missouri. So Hogs will be spending a lot of time in the show me state at. Uh, in that period i guess i'll stay over i mean you go from yeah. kc down to columbia so that's uh makes sense that could be spring break do we have a late do, so, do we have a late spring break this year i don't know i can't tell you that wes you're asking me things i can't answer but there's a lot of things i can't answer anyway let's talk uh football got to hear from a couple of the guys yesterday and we are what's today the 17th we're 14 days away from the uh bowl game so what's uh what's been happening up there lately yeah, we got some team spokesman type guys yesterday. Always good to hear from KJ. You know, his his uh, role, like face the franchise role. You've just seen him grow into that, and so he speaks from this position of um, who's going to rise up at receiver for Traylon Burke. Well, the whole group. You know, I, you know, let these guys do what they've been trained to do, and all. So he just has a more of a you know a, a guy who's in a position of leadership to an authoritative kind of sound to his voice. And you like to hear that. And it's what, what a great year it's been. I don't think you can disconnect Arkansas success and eight and four record from how well KJ Jefferson played this year. No, Tom, that was one of the things we discussed in the, in the preseason. This team goes as KJ goes. And I don't think even in your wildest dreams, you would have thought that he puts up the numbers that he put up this, this season, the, the completion percentage just blew me away. The, you know, the yards, uh, the I, I just think because of K.J.'s play, that's why they're going to a New Year's Day the game. And, look, I, I know the defense had its times too, but K.J., without K.J., they're a 6-6, six and 5-7 six, and seven team without the way he played this year. Yeah, you know, it's funny. In um, I think last spring or maybe to open camp, I had this idea of doing this story about how the quarterback play might be different. And, at that point, you know, we didn't think K.J. was quite the passer that Felipe was, and certainly more of a runner. And so I asked him a question about, you know, how he thought the pass game would do and what, what his completion percentage might be. And it, 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 it goes to show you, it's telling what his response was, K.J. Jefferson fits more in the Kendall Bryles wheelhouse of mobile quarterback, dual threat, run your RPOs, and lo and behold, 
that's exactly what's happened. This is a testament to A, KJ's skill set, and B, Kendall Brown's training um, uh, of KJ. You look at the first game against Rice, he got off to a bad start. I mean, he had some high throws, some low throws, but his mechanics have improved since then. His completion percentage is higher than what Kendall Bryles uh, held as like the, the standard for what he, he expected KJ to do. And then his running has been phenomenal. Um, the only thing, you know, I think missing from the resume was his, his best game, six touchdowns responsible for game, was the Ole Miss game around his family, not far from Sardis. And if they get a two-point conversion, they win the game. And I mean, he was a he was a hero anyway, but he's a hero of a winning a winning cause. And so, otherwise, he's done everything I think Razorback fans could have expected. His leadership, to his passing, to his running, and um, man, what what a uh, what a phenomenal kid to have on on your roster. Yeah, twenty one to three, the touchdown interception ratio is ridiculous. Sixty seven percent passing. I mean, just you know, nobody would have ever dreamed no. it would have looked like that. Tom Murphy joined us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, he also talked a little bit about his new target yesterday, Tom, and I know he's excited to add to his <laughs> list of weapons, and hopefully some more guys will join the fold. And, you know, you got some good receivers in the recruiting class, and Satania's a guy that a lot of people are looking to to contribute right away. And it's a record number of guys who are going up to campus, I understand, Tom, to get ready for the next season. Yeah, it's 18 guys. And so, and like Sam was talking about this on signing day, like when they come in the spring, they have a chance. When you think about Rocket Sanders, he didn't get to go through spring. And so we saw a snippet of what Rocket Sanders could do. A.J. Green, well, excuse me, Rocket was here in spring. So he started out a little ahead of, of A.J. Green, who everyone thought might have the breakout season. Well, A.J. Green's going to be a fine running back, but not being here in the spring, he just started a little bit behind. And I also think he had an injury in camp. So uh, there's a demonstrative thing about, what it means to go through spring. And when you've got 18 guys doing that, you got some guys who are probably going to contribute. Jaden Hazelwood, five-star. I mean, I guess he's the highest-rated signee Arkansas has ever had. Um, I, it's a reverse of, of Mike Woods. I mean, I think Mike Woods felt in his heart that Traylon Burks was K.J.'s go-to guy. Would he get enough passes? So he left after spring ball, which a bit of a stunner. Um, they still have a great season without Mike Woods. And now – You've got a quarterback who's proven to, that he can be um, a big-time passer, and so you're attracting five-star wide receiver talent. So that, that's just in the course of one year how things have changed, how the fortunes have changed, actually half a year since Woods left after spring. Uh, and so I think Thomas. if you've got Keetron Jackson come along, if Hazelwood does what he's supposed to do, Titania and some other young guys emerge, Bryce Stevens from a speed, speed standpoint, then you're starting to assemble a, a, a dangerous wide receiver. Tom, it's great that all these guys are coming early, uh, but the negative to it is they count towards your 85-man you know, scholarship limit when they yeah. arrive in the spring on January 17th when they enroll. So you've got to have make sure your roster is at 85 with all these guys enrolling. And so you, you really you have to have players leave the program and that is what's happening. And, you know, I think uh, the seventh, was that right, the seventh uh, guy entered the portal yesterday. And uh, is there anything concerned with you with what we've seen going into the portal? Well, no, I mean, of the seven, I mean, um, they didn't want to lose Vito Calvaruso, I can assure you. And there are probably a couple of other 
Uh, you know, Solomon Wright, I think, was a guy who they would prefer to have stayed. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, the academics is a huge part of that. And, and so you got to stay on your academics. Um, uh, you're right. The 18, you have to have space for them. And so the Razorbacks have this big board, and they're trying to balance out guys they expect to come back for super senior years. Like, you have to leave a space for Bumper Pool and for uh, Buster Brown and Ridgeway. You have to have space for them. But in the interim, I mean, they're going to get probably hard commitments or, or no, I'm leaving, from those guys. So you work with those seniors, and then you got the incoming freshmen, uh, and then otherwise the numbers have to balance out for when the 18 show up. So between now, I mean, in the next month, uh, there's going to be a lot of juggling and, and and the feeling out of guys on what their commitment is and uh, to, to reach the 85. And, and, and as Sam put it, I think in the end, you know, it will all work out and they might end up being even a little under 85. Tom, there was a lot of smoke a uh, couple within the last two weeks of Malik Hornsby maybe wanting to enter the portal also. That's, you know, a lot of times when there's smoke, there's fire. But it seems like that's kind of died down. And, and what I'm hearing, I think he's going to stick around at least through spring ball. Anything you're hearing uh, about Malik Hornsby? The same kind of things that you're hearing. And the day that Malik was taking a test, uh, that, I think that's when it might have reached its apex. And he, he showed up, what, what I was told, he showed up five minutes after the media viewing window closed, he showed up. And then, of course, he was there yesterday. And, you know, um, Sam Pittman talked about it with quarterbacks in particular. It's an, If I'm not starting, I'm departing, like the Gary Old, Gary Templeton line, line. But sometimes there's something to be said for what K.J. Jefferson did. He went through a tough redshirt freshman year where, you know, he got to start late in the year and he got injured. Uh, and people were clamoring for him to play more. And then he set an entire season behind Felipe Frank, learned the ropes, look where he is now. You know, Malik Hornsby has to be a, a more accurate passer. Look, he's a, he's a fast, fast kid. Does he have the patience to, to wait it out? You know, if, if, if K.J. has a huge year as a junior, maybe he's uh, an early, early declarer for the draft. Um, so we'll just see how that plays out. You'd like to hope that they, they keep an experienced type backup for 22 uh, but if they don't, I'm sure they'll adjust. I mean, Lucas Cole is coming up, and I like, they like Cade Renfro a lot. Yeah, and I, I like the, you know, they're kind of rolling the dice, but I like them not signing a quarterback this year because that uh, kind of opens up that room, and maybe that gets them a really good quarterback in 23. Or two. Could. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the game then, plan, that, that, that 2023 yeah. is going to produce a, a difference maker, a program builder at quarterback. Tom, we got to run. Appreciate you very much. Have a great weekend, and we will uh, adjust next week. We're only on Monday through Wednesday, but we'll find a, a time to get you slated in, and we will visit with you one more time before the Christmas holiday. Yeah, that sounds good. Merry Christmas, everyone. And just hit me up. I'll be ready to roll next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Tom. Yep, see you.